This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the, the biggest, biggest stories story and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fitzy Stevens. I am interested to know your thoughts when it comes to Bill, though, because if the division were to play out like that and you say coaching, you know, he's still the best coach. Do you think his job is on is is in trouble at all? There are some people here saying that if they have another uh, tough season, they miss the playoffs. Bill could be out of town. Uh, those some people are idiots. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, you see Gillette Stadium. Did you see the new renovations? Do you see all the success that the Patriots have? Everybody knows who they are uh, because of the the success that Bill Belichick has brought to that team. So I, I mean, anybody that ever even talks about firing. Uh, Bill Belichick would be idiotic. And, and the fact is, is the question really should be, how much longer does he want to do this? Because I think he has a contract in perpetuity for as long as he wants to, to, to coach. Thank you, Courtney. Yes, uh, it is each and every thing Patriots that is breaking Boston in the week leading up to kickoff 2023 for the NFL. But on this particular day, Wednesday, September 6th, 2023, the day before the kickoff of the season when the Detroit Lions travel to take on a Travis Kelsey-free Kansas City Chiefs. An intriguing wrinkle in the opener, Andy Hart. We discuss the Patriots even further. <clears throat> and it is Tom Brady returns week. But I also believe it is Bill Belichick referendum season in a lot of ways. Yet people in our parts, especially the likes of regular Greg Hill show guest and Excellent broadcaster, quarterback, Boomer Esiason, believe that the success that the New England Patriots achieved is not just in large part due to Tom Brady, but Coach Bill Belichick. You and I and many others that uh, have our heads screwed on straight seem to believe that it is uh, a combination of the two. But I wonder, where does the idea come from that Bill Belichick can just do basically as he pleases forever, record be damned, uh, we've heard conflicting reports recently. Chris Sims has even gone. I think it was last week he said that he's heard whispers that it may be a year or two left for Bill, and that's that. And Boomer thinks he'll just coach until he decides to hang him up, no matter the record. I, that doesn't print with me. That doesn't make any sense to me. I love Boomer's hits on Greg Hill and beyond. I don't agree. One of the more idiotic things, to take his word, that I've heard um, on our radio station in a while, and anybody who listens frequently knows that our radio station has a lot of idiotic things on it. Um, I just yes. can't, I, I, I mean, sacred cow, I don't even, like, this was so utterly disrespectful to 
football, the coaching profession, to Tom Brady, to Robert Kraft, and I would actually argue to Bill Belichick because Bill Belichick built a dynasty on the belief. I used to have to hear him say annually endless amounts of times how each year in the world of football, everyone has to reestablish himself, whether you're in the front office, coaching, playing, it's about meritocracy. It's a production-based business. And now we're just urinating all over that, taking a big old fat boomer dump on it and saying Bill Belichick has a job for life. Like the record doesn't matter. The fact that he hasn't won a playoff game since Tom Brady left actually didn't win a playoff game the last year Tom Brady was here. The fact that he has a losing record since TB12 took his talents to Tampa Bay. The fact that he has overseen a team over the last couple of years that's been as poorly coached as we've ever seen in the Belichick era. The fact that Fitzy and Hart have to do the Six Rings post game show and listen to national analysts say, well, that was a game that was uncharacteristic of Belichick's Patriots. Nope, it's become characteristic. And, oh, by the way, in the midst of two losing seasons in three years, he made a coaching decision that was as idiotic, to take Boomer's word again, as any in the history of the game that would be a fireable offense. I don't often side with Richard Sherman, but if anybody else had made Matt Patricia their offensive coordinator, they would have been roundly mocked people would play clown music they would take that person and they would put them in a padded room and say you don't run an NFL team anymore but according to Boomer none of that matters because Bill was good with Brady and Robert over the course of 20 years when they won six Super Bowls I'm sorry this is such dated and it's so anti-Belichickian Bill Belichick who moves on from Richard Seymour and Logan Mankins and obviously the greatest example Tom Brady which maybe was literally a year too soon or a couple of years too soon. But Bill Belichick has always believed you pay for and you assess what someone is going to do for you this season and next season. You can't live in the past. And yet Boomer wants us all to just, I guess, as I've joked before, my former boss, Fred Kirsch at Patriots.com, used to produce those three games to glory DVDs, counting all the playoff stops along the way to Super Bowl wins. I guess Boomer just wants us to put the DVDs in because I'm sorry. I thought Belichick and football coaches everywhere taught me it's about the here and the now and what you can do. So, Boomer, yes, there's some idiocy going around, but it came from you. All right. And this has been Andy Gets It Off His Chest, hosted by Fitzy, brought to you by Odyssey 2400 Sports and WEEI. I couldn't agree with you more. And the 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 fact is uh, that anytime you question anything still to this day, Yes, there are people that believe Belichick has made some bad decisions. Yes, there are people that believe it was more Brady than Belichick. I'm not here to entertain that discussion or that argument now either. But there's still a large, vast majority of Pats fans, Pats Nation, and even the national football audience that believes anytime you question Bill Belichick that you're being disrespectful, that you know nothing about football, that obviously you've never watched a Patriots game before and you don't understand his levels of genius, gridiron, brilliance, and more. Look, later today uh, on the Six Rings and Football Things feed, we'll be talking to Mike Lombardi, who just authored this book, Football Done Right, in which he pays lots of tribute to his pal, Bill Belichick, who he worked with with two organizations. So if there's anyone who knows how smart, how great Bill Belichick is, aside from the vast majority of Patriots media, Pats fans, it's Mike Lombardi, but he'll tell you there's also other people that were really good at coaching as well. And in this book, 
he outlines how it's more than just an effing head coach that does it. This whole notion of like, you see that new lighthouse, you see the end zone. Yeah. And also I see the mall and I see the vast majority of downtown Boston and the seaport and the rising house prices in Metro in Metro West, greater suburban Boston on the way down to Rhode Island. You know who else played a large part in that? All of that, the success brought to you by Tom Brady with Bill Belichick. And that's disrespectful in my estimation to, like you said, Richard Seymour, Ty Law, Mike Vrabel, Teddy Bruschi, Rob Gronkowski, Julian Edelman, other people who made massive contributions along the way. But to say that the empire, if you will, was all the architecture and uh, brilliance of Bill Belichick, that's un I can't. Is it just because Boomer is closer in age now to Bill Belichick than he is to Tom Brady? He's more front office than he is on field, that he's now defending uh, people, uh, Bill Belichick's age. I I heard that. You, then you said, let's talk about that tomorrow again. And I just thought, wow, that's a bad take from someone who's usually pretty level-headed with his takes on field analysis and football talk. Yeah, and I'm glad you took it there because to me, it's not arguable that it's idiotic. Now, the next step is why did he say such a thing? Is it... Um, we see this sometimes with aging analysts. They simply kind of get lazy and don't want to ruffle any feathers and just kind of go mm -hmm. along to get along and just kind of go with the status quo, whatever. I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's a personal relationship with Bill. If it's like, well, I still might have to interact with Bill via CB CBS and I don't want to piss him off. I, I have no idea what his Boomer Esiason's motivations were, but to me, he the he he chose the opposite of violence. You know, and they say like that joke, like he chose violence. Right. He chose like the lamest response ever. And I don't mean to take a shot at a former WEI employee, but he chose the ten, Ted Sarandis route. When a team wins a title, they have like a five year window where you're not allowed. That's to the criticize. that's the Bill Simmons theory. Yeah, the five the five year grace period where you're not allowed oh. to complain. So he stole that from Ted Sarandis then, because <laughs> Ted Sarandis has been saying oh, it since about the early. Si yeah, but Bill Simmons grew up in Boston listening to sports radio. Here, he's the first to admit that WEI was formational oh. uh, listening on his then way to should, his personal. He should empire. credit Ted Sarandis every time he says that. I bet he doesn't. Poor guy. Ted, Ted Sarandis. Sarandis is, Ted Sarandis is a legend. He's still alive, right? I think so. Okay. Um, anyway, that's what <laughs> Boomer so. chose. Like that, just that idea that once you win, you become this sacred cow beyond criticism, beyond reproach, beyond replacement, beyond anything. And I don't, that's stupid, idiotic, stupid, hi, Andy. whatever word. Yeah. Hi, Andy. Uh, uh, Nick Stevens here. Some people call me Fitzy. First time, long time. Hi, um, can, yeah. Um, uh, quick question on the show. Um, did the same apply to Doug Peterson after he brought the first Phil uh, Super Bowl no. to Philadelphia? Thanks. I'll hang up and listen. Oh, you mean coaches that win titles get fired? Uh, it's the weirdest thing because in professional sports, which I love this, and Bill always said, like, there's a scoreboard. There are standings. Like, you don't have to – the Belichick-Brady thing. Oh, that's, that's a debate that can't be answered, right? It's about mm -hmm. your perspective and your biases and everything. There is no perspective needed – after 60 minutes of football. There is no perspective needed after a season. You can try to, as I like to say, make excuses, which are really just reasons given by losers. You can try to do all that, but the standings are the standings. Whether you are Alex Cora and the Boston Red Sox and the standings say, oh my God, you're how many games out of first place in the AL East? Like, you don't have to judge it with a certain set of parameters. We've set up the rules historically what success and failure is. Success is what Belichick had for two decades. Now, 
failure? I don't know. I can tell you this, that Bill Belichick's record of 25 and 26 is worse than the record that got Pete Carroll fired over his three-year run. By who? Robert Kraft. Same boss, same team, different set of standards. And of course, the success buys you something, right? That's what Boomer is sort of leaning into the Ted Sarandis theory. Mm -hmm. It buys you something, credibility, cachet. We've seen you succeed. We know what you're doing. But how long do you live off of that? How long can you live off of that before people say, well, yeah, but for the here and now, we're not all that good. We're a fourth place team. We have a losing record. We have losing seasons. Actually, I know you're a great coach historically. Some of your coaching is questionable. And it's funny because on the same day Boomer was talking about this, both Bill O'Brien and Steve Belichick talked about Bill Belichick is the same guy, hasn't lost his energy, his drive, his fire, his ability to morph and take suggestions and all of those things. And that's great. I love to right. hear that. I, I believe in all of that as well. Matter. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I believe it matter. And if he does all that and still loses games at some point, I don't want to say firing, but at some point isn't an, um, I'll steal a word that's got some negative connotation, but isn't an exit strategy discussed? Hey, Bill, uh, things aren't great the last four years. How long are you thinking of hanging around? Um, hey, were you thinking about maybe retiring? Wouldn't be the worst time to retire because, you know, we have Gerard Mayo and he's ready to go and we're into the next, era. I don't know, but I, this really bothered me. I don't know why it bothered me so much. I don't know why I give a rat's ass what Boomer Esiason thinks. He's a national superficial guy, right? Like he's not entrenched in Foxborough. He's not in the bunker with Belichick. He's not any of that. So I don't know why I care. I think maybe because he called it idiotic. He tends to throw out some, um, he's a little like me. He throws out words that can be somewhat harsh and abrasive when he's analyzing things. And I think idiotic was idiotic. Uh, for for everyone who's listening at home and okay, enjoys and, and, and enjoys gra- grammarly efforts, uh, you said that Boomer Esiason did the opposite of waking up and choosing violence. In this particular case, uh, I had a few minutes there to think of what how you would have liked to have phrased that. He chose something along the lines of fealty or acquiescence, like acquiescing to just the idea that, okay, I guess Belichick's going to be here as long as he wants because he's been there 23 years. And yes, six Super Bowls, that buys you up to 30 years grace, I guess. And fealty is in like all hail Lord Belichick. Yes. So he can die in the, the job, right? In the he cult of the Belichick. Job. Yeah. And which would like just our be president. such an ass backward play. You say, you say, uh, I wonder if there's an exit strategy. The funny thing is, I don't know if Bill has one in mind. Chris Sims says he may very well have one. Boomer Sison says he doesn't need one because he can be there in perpetuity. It sounds to me, or at least seems to me, with keeping around Gerard Mayo, bringing in Bill O'Brien, that maybe just in case that Robert Kraft and the Kraft family may have a little bit of an exit strategy plan in place if Bill Belichick either A, gets to Shula quicker than most of us think he may, or B, things don't go as he is planned. And I'll give you another sort of plan type uh, analogy that or uh, ideal that Bill Belichick hasn't seemed to have had done a great job with as much as we all respect his football acumen and achievements, success, uh, succession plan. There may be one in place for him, but at the same time, he hasn't really been great at them. And I'd like to argue that if Bill Belichick had been better at succession plans vis-a-vis having a Gronk in place for when Rob Gronkowski retires, having a Tom Brady in place when Tom Brady retires, hell, maybe if you decide, decided in 2020, again, I'll go back to you say the biggest mistake ever was the, the Patricia plan. It may be the case. Standing next to it, I believe firmly in 
you know, n- looking at its flag but not hearing its nation's anthem was the decision not to suck with Stidham in 2020. There was no reason that Cam was our quarterback. You should have found out if you had anything with Stidham. They believed it didn't. Denver may soon uh, understand otherwise, as Sean Payton tells him to quit kissing all the effing babies. Why not just suck and reboot the franchise as opposed to having to prove, oh, no, we can grit it out. He's a human being. At the end of all this, Boomer's a human being. I believe he made a mistake. You really were unpleased with uh, his line. Uh, Bill Belichick, also a human being. He has erred before the great double dynastic run with Brady. He has erred since. And now that's why I say like that miniature referendum season at hand, as much as people don't want to hear it, shut up. It's not a rep. Bill Belichick doesn't have to prove squat to you. He doesn't have to prove anything to me, but he needs to demonstrate to ownership and the vast majority of the fan base that he can turn this around because right now the ship is stuck in the canal and it's kind of just there. And look, they might actually be pretty good this year as well and still finish in fourth place. Like the Red Sox have a winning record. I don't want to hear about, hey, if they were in the NFC South, they'd be in first place. They're not. They're in the AFC East and all these other teams spent years building up their roster so that when Brady left, they could take advantage of Belichick and the Patriots. And they're doing that now. This is his chance to prove that he's the right man for the job for now and the immediate future. And if not, hard decisions may have to get made. Correct. And that's the key to this. No one is saying he's on the hot seat on September 6th, 2023. The question is, where will we be at the end of this season? Four years post Tom Brady. And as you pointed out, not just with the four years or three plus years that are about to unfold in the fourth season underway, he has a trouble with the word succession. He doesn't, he, he took mm-hmm. the success out of succession. And then you just have, ooh, Eon. ooh, ooh. <laughs> and hopefully Eon White is part of his like success him. plan this like year him. because- He's going he's gonna to need that as well. So that's what's breaking Boston this morning. Each and every morning we try to give you, whether it's myself, it's Andy, it's us, Coop, who knows? There could be other people part of the breaking Boston family pretty soon as well. We just try to give you a, a quick spin on what is the story of the day or something that's uh, caught our attention in the wide world of Boston sports, feeding your nonstop rabid Boston sports super fandom. Uh, you can always tune into Six Rings and Football Things for the latest on the New England Patriots as well. Like I mentioned, we'll have Mike Lombardi on the program this week. We already have our season preview up. We'll go behind enemy lines with Philadelphia Eagles media on Thursday to get you even more up-to-date and informed on Sunday's kickoff game. Friday, Rob Ninkovich on the feed. What a week. And, of course, Breaking Boston each and every morning here for you. Rate, review, subscribe, and share if you get a chance. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Kickoff week is here. Tom Brady week is here. And so are we to defend you against all the worst takes out there as far as the New England Patriots and football go. For Hat, for Fitzy, for Coop, Breaking Boston, we'll see you.